Hey guys, it's Ethan. Uh, I just want to give you guys a quick note before we start the episode. Um, so first off, this is the last episode of 2021. As you guys know that we are doing the thing now where each, I guess, season of Sound Direction is just going to be uh, three months of episodes every two weeks. And then a f- on the fourth month, uh, we will be taking a break. So kind of like a quarterly kind of a thing just to keep things fresh and so we don't burn ourselves out. So this is the last one. Don't be surprised if you don't hear anything uh, from us in December other than our weekly streams and our bonus episode, which is fully available for patrons. So you'll still get a bonus episode in December, or if you're not paying for it, you'll get a preview of that bonus episode. The other thing is that in the episode about Asian Americans and being into you know menswear as a child of immigrants something like that uh, i referred to a lot of things as um or as a general term i referred to asian hyphenates and my girlfriend has kind of showed me this kind of interesting conscious style guide where you know people are trying to move away from uh, referring to asians as or you know immigrants and everything as, as asian hyphenates uh the quote here says the hyphens serve to divide even if they are meant to connect their use in racial and ethnic identifiers can connote an otherness a sense of people, a sense that people of color are somehow not fully citizens or fully American, or in all this case, who is a guest on the podcast, you know, fully Canadian. So just want to point that out as something interesting. Um, I apologize for not having done uh, as much research on this um, or, you know, just kind of using hyphenates as a, as a catch-all term. I do um, talk about this otherness in the essay that comes with this episode. So, of course, like always, the episode has a discussion with me, Spencer, and now featuring producer MJ, Aldris, and Jason. And then my essay kind of focuses more on my own introspection on this idea about identity and, you know, kind of what it means to be into menswear and being, you know, a second generation uh, Asian American without the hyphenate. So just want to put that out there uh, before we start the episode. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, baby. Welcome to Sound Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. I am your host, Ethan M. Wong. I'm your other host, Spencer. And we've also got... (laughs) We've got a lot of guests today. (laughs) We've got a lot. Well, well, one of them isn't really a guest. He's actually been here. He's he's in there every single time we record. Just He's not tied in the corner because that's... um, What's his name? No, Dan Harmon? Yeah, it's Dan Dan Harmon who's usually tied in the corner. Um, I thought it was just a cage. I don't know. We got him. We lost. We lost the cage. <laughs> we, we lost the cage. He's, he's out of the box. We lost the cage. Um, well, he's, out, he's out of his mind. We just got him in there making Rick and Morty for us. Yeah, we, you've seen season seven, guys. It'll blow your fucking brain, <laughs> yeah, brain we, out. We we wrote it. We wrote it. Everything. Yeah, it's like a misery situation. Yeah, it'll be like Succession or something. They'll have like some menswear content. It'll be like Jerry. Come on, put on your fucking shell cordovan shoes, bitch burp or whatever yeah. uh give it up for producer mj by the way welcome to the podcast Woo! on the main on the main line here we've also got jason sandagon hey. of mad king george your boy clap clap clap, 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 what, clap. what if every time we said clap 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 you got the clap oh like, my STD god wise. Be... like you just you what a felt power, it happen. Right? what a power what a that's, power? That's my my hero quirk. Yeah. Wait, is that you what want, you want? <laughs> you, 
you or would you be giving it to other people? Yeah, yeah, sorry, am I, I getting it or am I giving it every time? Like, no, I, I said, I said every time you clap, you felt, you felt yourself getting the my clap. Super, yeah. My superpower is I get every disease. I get my superpower is that disease I'm HIV man. positive. Right. No. Every <laughs> time, <laughs> every time <laughs> I clap, I infect myself. Oh That's my! What's well, like oh uh, my the Twitter thread? It was like, oh, you, uh, you get a superpower, but then someone else gets to pick your, um, your weakness, and one person was like. Um, I was like, oh, I can fly, and it's like the weakness was you have prostate cancer. <laughs> oh no, it's oh, a bad God. weakness. Can't fly away from that. No, you can't. No, well, Icarus did because he died. I, <laughs> I, that's how you, you fly consider away. dying, you fly flying away from prostate cancer. That's then right. I guess Icarus. That's that's like a that that's a that's a moral like that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like he's the good guy in the story. <laughs> It's like all Can't about. It's like, yeah, well, no. I mean, I'm just saying. It. We're not on. We're not on stream. We can say whatever the hell we we'll want. Edit it out, right? <laughs> right. We're gonna hit the heart. We're gonna hit the heart. Hit the R word. word. <laughs> no. Rusty. Uh, also, by the way, we've got Aldous Troy with us. Say hi, Aldous. Hi, Aldous. Yeah, nice. thank you. Classic. I didn't say it. I, yes. I did yeah, say. Yeah. He uh, he understood the assignment. Yeah. I, I bet. I bet Kiyoshi As wants to turn this say. off like right now. Right. Like he's like skip, 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 skip. I mean, we're not even. What if every time he got in, the skip? So. What? We what got the S- skip. Yeah, what STD would the skip be? What? Well, <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. Wait, Maybe what's, it's the, like... what's the clap? Gonorrhea? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah. And what does that... No, okay, I'm sorry. So I, I, okay. I only have safe sex. I've never had an STD. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the symptoms of gonorrhea are, is. So it is it is called the clap. Because in order... Yeah, in order to get the, like, pus out, doctors would just, like, clap it. Oh my god! Take their, like, this a, is this is real. That's a nice image. I mean, no, unless uh, this is like a, a urban legend that I read, but that is a thing that oh I read. God. Sounds like a well, home remedy. More like a thing you a, clap. Yeah, it's a thing that it's I clap. Thing yeah. I clap. <laughs> so the skip. How would you? What? Uh, what? What symptom would you think that you have just to some, skip? Sometimes you try to come or you try to pee, and it just doesn't happen <laughs> until next time. <laughs> until next time. Oh, oh. So <laughs> you're, you're thinking of like people Uno skip. Tree, you're like you an know. Uno. I was like, oh man, I got so much pus. I gotta skip to like shake it out. You know, like <laughs> you I, gotta skip what? to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only if you know if you're really. Uh, he's really. Smug. That's, that's bad. I think just <laughs> shut out the office. Yeah, yeah. This really um, works in for our conversation today. Yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah, the uh, first, first five minutes of the menswear part of this menswear discussion has gone quite well. I think it uh-huh. it hasn't gotten. I wouldn't say it's any better than the other ones. That's true. Um, but hey, speaking of the other ones, uh, today's episode is about. We are. I mean, it's much shorter than the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's racist. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can, Asian. Uh, hey, hey! Uh, you I got one thing to say to you, Spencer Yao Ming. That's right. What up? That's right. That's yeah. yeah. He is very tall. Okay. And Henry Golding's, I think, kind of tall, right? He's like six two. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, his I'm five seven and a half, and that's sites. pretty tall the, for the, uh, a Filipino. I mean, okay. I can't think. Nope. I knew even my friend Scott, who I've alluded to in previous podcasts, he's like six feet tall. So yeah. I, I've like only known okay, Filipino listen, I, tall, tall Filipino I'm actually, people. Yeah, Filipino tall my people. dad is six two, and his dad was six three. So I'm what the shortest so actually the of lineage <laughs> of Filipinos in my family. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. He was a professional basketball player. Well, what we are going to talk about today is. I would say Asian Americans, but Aldous is not American. He's an Asian Canadian. I would, I would kind of uh, conjecture, right? 
That kind of makes sense. You wouldn't have to conjecture as a fact. I am... I have a few Canadian citizens. He doesn't live in America. Asian Canadian doesn't have the same ring to it as Asian American. Yeah, is it because it's not yeah, alliterative? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. flow. It has no flow to it. Asian Canadian. We are. We are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we've been talking. If you're if you're a member of the Patreon Discord, you'll know that we've been talking about representation, uh, BIPOCs, and 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 uh, in menswear. And I thought, hey, why don't we get a little bit deeper? Because even though the Discord is still diverse, a lot of the people that I'm friends with, I mean, two out of the three of the people who make this podcast happen are Asian American. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. <laughs> Uh, so I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. Maybe talk about how, you know, the lack of Asian or Asian-American representation in menswear, whether it's through branding, whether it's as influencers, whether it's working in the industry, you know, um, maybe why native Asians, you know, why there's a big representation of like Japan brands and Chinese tailors and, 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 and even Filipino brands and everything. But what what is it about, like, you know, in our own, you know, I guess not adopted home country. I was born here, but, you know. In this country that we are, why is there not a lot of us in our own community, right. in the men's work community? Yeah. So, and I'm we... mostly along for the ride. That's right. Occasionally. <laughs> Just to be clear, I, you... I I didn't include Spencer in some of the group chats uh, until. I'll just was like, is Spencer coming? I'm like, oh yeah, I never really asked. I I should like, I kind of was like, I don't know what he would say, you know. But I think it's good from that the, he's here from the outside looking. Yeah, in, you know, we need to have the, yeah. the the white perspective through the looking glass, through the waving through a window. Yeah, um, I'm so, just like uh, I'm just like dear Evan Peters. Yeah, dead? But no, he didn't. He's not the one who died. <laughs> no, he's not. His the other one. Other one. I don't know. I haven't uh, seen it. I yeah, the kick-ass guy. I'm, I'm, no, I'm talking about yeah. how Quicksilver's dead. Spoiler alert: for Age of Ultron. By the way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, oh, no. let's first let's let's talk about you know kind of our our background first. So, I'm Ethan. If you don't. No, like you can't. If you, if <laughs> we certainly have no idea. I'm yeah. saying, okay, okay. To be clear, I've listened to a couple of new podcasts lately, like as I'm working out, and they like after like the first episode, they just stop introducing themselves. Like, like well, we the introduced arc. ourselves at the yeah. top. Well, I'm just saying, it wasn't someone's first episode. They forgot which which one Ethan was, right? So I'm I'm the one talking. I'm Ethan. I am uh, half Filipino, half Chinese. I was born here in the United States. Uh, but uh, my dad, who is Chinese, uh, was born in the Philippines. So I, culturally, I feel full Filipino. Mm. Um, so that's that's my background. Uh, MJ, you are? I am full Filipino, um, although my last name is kind of like a deviation of Spanish name, I guess. Um what is it last, name, last name is Quintanar. Yeah, that's like the closest oh, okay. thing because apparently it's not like a Filipino, like native last name. So um, another sign of being full Filipino, though. Right. Quintana, right, is Q-U-I and MJ yeah. says Quintanar, like, like spelled with like a K. It's like they yeah. heard it and they're like, OK, well, here's how I yeah, spell that's it. That's a cool last name. With, I'll with, take that. Uh, with the yeah. Western, you know, yeah. or I guess you can have it if you yeah. marry. We'll steal it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll steal it back from the Spanish. Yeah, I wonder what Magnaye is like Magnaye, like that. That sounds kind of native to me. Yeah, but that, that I don't pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's. That's what like, the, by the way, if you didn't know what the M stood for, that's what my M. It's not a secret. It's like that's just that's like not, my, that's what my M stands for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine. Not my I thought, I thought it was just a, a symbol that meant hope. <laughs> no, it's it's Wombo, but it's upside oh, down. Home, it's Wombo. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh Jason, your background? Uh yeah, I'm uh Jason Sandigon. I'm a quarter Filipino and then a bunch of white. <laughs> a bunch like, of... like real mishmash, you know, of 
quite. Well, today yeah. you're just going to forget right, about Right, today we're going to pretend that I'm not. Uh, I'll just... Well, uh, I'm full Chinese. I was born in Hong Kong. Uh, I did go to international schools, though, uh, so private schools. It's, it's essentially like growing up abroad without going abroad. So I, uh, although I am full Chinese and I spent my formative years in Hong Kong, I don't really know what I am. I'm not, I guess, mostly, I feel most mostly Canadian now, but neither here nor there in a lot, in a lot of, uh, in a lot of respects. That sounds like the Asian diaspora to me, man. Either, That's a good you know. preview for what's to come in a few. Yeah. Well, let, let, and Spencer, you're white. Um. <laughs> what kind of white are you, Spencer? This song between 23 yeah. and me on Spencer. Moving on. <laughs> I've okay, never well, done. Well, let's. I've never done 23 and me. I was going to ask you guys if any of you have done that, but I also am not sure if that's like a mostly white person thing. I've heard uh, it's not very yeah, good we're, we're, for it's Asians. It's going to tell me that I'm Filipino? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Well, maybe not 23... Uh, Ancestry.com is like maybe more... Yeah, okay. Uh, that, universal. That makes more That makes more sense to me as opposed to figuring yeah. out what I already kind of know about myself. Right. Um, uh, well, here, let's... You can let's... find out how much caveman DNA you have, <laughs> and then the government can just like have your DNA, which I think is pretty cool. Well, well, right. Will I get my own show? They already have it at this point. <laughs> you will get you will, will get your own show. It's gonna pilot's gonna be set in Georgia, but the rest and of the Nick show will Kroll be set will in San Diego. Be in yeah, yeah. Who who wouldn't be? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, like yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about you know what it's like to be like you know I guess second gen. Like you know we're not maybe maybe all this is a little bit different because you've actually like immigrated to like another country. But like for for me, MJ and Jason and I, like we're we're born here born and bred. in 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 America. That's right. Born of you know Bruce Springsteen. Right here, born in the born USA. Born of America. You know, it's it's like it's like different, right? It's like different than being an immigrant because it's like you're kind of already in the culture, but you're already like perceived as like you know the other because skin tone, your you know your facial features, your your name is already so different, mm. even though you are you know like I born in I was born in East LA, man. Like that's kind of I'm born at the same church that I play piano at every Saturday. You were born you know? in the church. No, yeah, it's a hospital uh, too. Yeah. Oh, it's a hospital. Okay, yeah, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, this little, gr- this little, you know, you see, you see that, that like that whole green, um, the carpet that I always take pictures with. Yeah, yeah there's a little stain there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, baby. But but it's like you know you you grow up in there and you like even though it's other people, you know you are Asian, whatever. I I personally feel. That I never really felt super Asian. That's a you know, it's a big yeah. other topic. Probably something I'll I'll write more about in the essay. But it's like you know, as I'll salute to you, kind of you feel neither here nor there, right? Yeah, like that's you, the thing though. So if you're looking to me to to exp- as the only person who was actually born abroad to speak on that, I'm not really the best person for it because mm-hmm. back when I was growing up in Hong Kong, I also felt like, different and not uh, not as Asian as some of my peers who went to the local schools, for example. Uh, yeah, to reiterate, yeah, I went right. to international school, so we were all taught English in in English primarily, which is why I sound this way. And uh, yeah, we we're kind of like outsiders who weren't actually on the outside. Just strange situation all, all about. Yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. Well, Ethan, I was I was gonna ask, like you know, uh, I, I yeah, our friendship doesn't go this far back, but I got the. I it seems like growing up, you were mostly hanging out with other like asians so did, did did that like have anything to do with you i don't know not feeling as like outside or whatever well i, I was gonna say like even then right like 
the issue that I had with like Filipinos, which I've alluded to in the Discord, or maybe even said in like a story or something, is like uh, Emma and I went to Christian school, and SDAs mm-hmm. like they have a lot of dietary restrictions. Obviously, religion is another form of imperialism, and so the fact that SDAs don't eat certain foods kind of prevents some Filipinos from partaking or being aware of some cultural things. Mm-hmm. Like there's like pig's blood is like is like a dish uh, mm-hmm. in 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 the in the Philippines and. Of course, I've, I met other Filipinos like either. at my church who are who didn't go to an SDA school, who like grew up with it and maybe converted or whatever. But I couldn't connect with them. Like, oh yeah, like I when I was a kid, I ate this or whatever, you know. Or my, or like you have the whole all the uncles who drink and like go to like watch sports and you know and everything that feels so Filipino. But I I don't have that because I like my whole family is like three generation SDA, you know, because they got converted back in like the seventies or right. whatever, mm. you know. So even then, I was going to say, I, I, I do associate with Aldous where, like, you know, you still don't feel, like, truly Asian. And there's always, like, that aspect, too, when you're uh, – maybe in the Philippines, you wouldn't feel this way. But, like, in America, because everyone has such different, you know, backgrounds and people emigrate at different times, depends how, how big your family is, you can feel, you know, as an outsider. So I think for me, it, it trained me a little bit to kind of figure out, like – like codes not not code switching but like kind of figuring out like you know where you can belong or, or what qualities set you apart from other people that was kind of like a big thing um for me um what about you what about you jason did you have a lot of asian friends and to begin to, to be clear i had only a little bit of age uh, filipino friends most of my friends in co- my in my um academy k through 12 were chinese or korean mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of filipinos in my particular school but mj's uh, in did. Glendale, did yeah, because demographically the San Gabriel Valley is more Asian, Hispanics, Koreans, uh, sorry, Asian, uh, Chinese compared to the like Eagle Rock Glendale area, which is a lot more Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you? Yeah, Jason? I had uh, no Asian friends at all growing up. I was the only like, Asian person on the East knew, Coast uh, growing up because I where I grew up in like Massachusetts was like Whitesville. Mm. It was you know. People who flew like the Confederate flag, Whitesville, Massachusetts. Yeah, like they flew the Confederate flag, and I'm like, you live in the North. Oh boy, you know, like it's like pickup trucks. <laughs> They're all I'm Yankees. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like you could show them the border, there, right? You show them right. You're like, like this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, like this is not you're, you're not here. You're in the wrong spot. <laughs> you know, and I grew up super super white, like you know, putting butter on rice, mm. white, and you know. So I had like no, and there were Asian people I, I knew of that went to like I went to high school with, but they were the kind of Asians that were into like cars. Um, and I, right. I haven't driven in like six years. The racers, you know, the exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. Wow. You said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even like acknowledge that I was Asian until yeah. I like moved to New York City. Well. There's this, there's something funny, like, I think, like, you know, as Asian started trending, right? Like, I think, remember, remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Tumblr had, like, Asian Day. I, I, that's not the right <laughs> name for it, but they had a thing where it's, like, like Asian takeover. I think it was, like, Asian History Month where, like, they did something like back in, like, 2013 right. or whatever. And, like, Asians started to, like, you know, that's where Swagapinos became, Hashtag like, a thing. Asian, the, yeah. Hashtag Asian. Hashtag The funny thing is that, is that, you know, if you think about how TikTok has gone through the similar, like, you know maturity like the like the exponential growth or or even like the uh what do you call it, the life cycle of social media tiktok had also had a hashtag asian yeah. hashtag asian boy hashtag asian girl phase as well and so 
something that that's really interesting is like you know as we as we talk about you know we shift into the menswear topic is like Asians have always kind of had this kind of you know they're kind of dialed in the popular culture sometimes it's a little bit commodified you know especially now we have K-pop you know K-pop was big back then K-pop is big now too right. you know kind of the resurgence and everything um, but for fashion's sake I'm kind of curious like do you guys think that you know as, as Spencer just keeps eating away. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, like, do you think that had any effect on like your clothing? Like, you know, did you see what your what your fellow Asians were wearing? You know, did did you ever look at that, or did you ever feel like what you were wearing? Did you pick what you were wearing because you were Asian? Like, any any kind of early connotations there? Doesn't have to always be menswear exactly, but I'm just kind of curious, MJ, if you want to start. Um, nothing overtly like super. I mean. We were kind of talking, chatting about this before the stream. Like Alex what, Santos. Yeah, oh, no. like uh, <laughs> before the stream, I mean before uh, recording. Um, like what makes like Filipino-American, like the look Style. of a Filipino-American, you know. Yeah. Like I remember before the, the, the quote-unquote uniform was like 10 cargo shorts with like a black v-neck. I, uh, like Nike socks and Vans or whatever, you carry your, your ukulele. Or oh my god! Yeah, all the time like that was like hookah shell necklace, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, and then like horn horn rimmed uh, glasses or Ray Bans uh, sunglasses. That was that, like that look should come back. Yeah, that was well, the, that's that's the yeah, Swagapino yeah. like right. Tumblr yeah. look, right? <laughs> But like, yeah. that's not necessarily which. You, you know, know what's really funny is that if you look, if you think about it, that's kind of like what white guys were wearing. That, that's oh, what I was going to get into, yeah. right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was like the adoption. I had a puka shell necklace like, with a shark tooth on it. Abercrombie culture, kind of. Yeah, the Abercrombie American Eagle like sort of look right, right? but um, no, but it yeah, was I but like we associate it here right? with with Asians, yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, with Filipinos. And again, we are, you know, I, 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 the reason I assembled this kind of group is because you all just can talk a little about, you know, Hong Kong and Canada. You got Jason on the East Coast here, and you got MJ and I on the West Coast, California. And yeah, obviously here, you know, Asians make up a lot big, a lot bigger of the population. Not not a, you know, not huge, but like you know, in terms of the other ethnicities down here, yeah. there's a lot of Asians. Um, I'm sure there's there's a lot in New York as well. Um, but yeah, that that identity of like the a like the Filipino guy is you know a, is pretty big. I remember I said this on stream at one point, but um, for a long time, from what I remember, Asians in America just kind of dressed kind of normally, mm -hmm. you know, like you know they had just like t-shirt, jeans, whatever. But the first guy I saw that did that that Abercrombie look that and became like that Filipino dude Ray Bans ukulele was MJ's classmate, maybe an upperclassman. Yeah. His name was Alex Santos. Yeah, and, shout outs to and Alex that's never going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, and he he was like, it was so, um, after that, I saw everyone else, like, from his school, like, because I would, like, I would see his school through, like, maybe a sports game or, because, like, like, he goes to Glenda Filipino Church or whatever, and I, you know, if a oh, church yeah. thing. My like space a, was still a thing. My space, so you would oh, see man. the people tag each other. Yeah, it. so you would see it. And so for me, it kind of, like, like MJ said, like, it kind of becomes, like, even though other people could wear it, to me it was like, oh yeah, well that's what like the Filipino. Well, it's like guys assimilation, right? Would wear. You know, it's sort of like blending in. It, yeah, and it could be that too, but it's also the fact that I think he came from like Georgia or something. Like he came from like the East Coast, so he's around like more like frat guy or like you know older brother. Right. I don't know, but like maybe he's a, he's bringing that culture, the prep frat culture, to California. You know, where like yeah, you still wearing the cargo shorts and flip flops, but you're wearing like a. American Eagle polo shirt right. instead yeah. as opposed to a t-shirt. Yeah, he, you know? he was like the first one to like wear like 
like pink polos and you know like pastel color like and then the boat shoes too. yeah boat yeah, shoes yeah. no socks um that we, that everybody made fun of him for for like a week and then the next week everybody was wearing <laughs> it so <laughs> yeah i'll just i'm curious over over in on hong kong over there like what did your classmates you know when you were younger what did they wear yeah uh well in my head there's a there's a distinct hong kong look which um primarily consists of a lot of tech wear so by that i mean moisture wicking dry fit shirts usually dark maybe okay. like a light you know those you know at uniqlo where you see those um really thin windbreakers that you can sort of roll into a pouch and, mm-hmm. yep. yeah that nice being the out <laughs> yeah yeah that sort of stuff and uh like even when you were kids or high school i guess high school yeah, when I was a kid, uh, that was kind of like standard going out attire, and usually quite dark in tone, so black or. So was it all was it all like utilitarian, or was that just like? Yeah, there was an. Was, was there like a look to it? Yeah, the look was eminently utilitarian in its basis. Hong Kong is a very humid place, especially in the you summer. Know yeah. So, yeah, sports. So so tech wear stuff that wicks away sweat and moisture, seemed to be the standard. Of course, that's. The average person who doesn't really care about fashion. Uh, we had fashion easters, but they never really delved into classic menswear. We were talking about it a, a bit before uh, we started recording about how just because of climate, it's rather impractical to to wear classic menswear practically mm-hmm. out and about. Yeah, it's thirty degrees Celsius of one hundred percent humidity is a climate that can someone do the fundamentally. Please? To America, I mean, yeah. American, please. We're in America. This podcast is American. Three thousand degrees. Yeah, excuse, excuse you, you back with Americans. But, uh, you're out. Why are you here, Aldis? Hey, Aldis. For what it's worth, I don't like it either. I, you, we're, we're the weird ones. I'll take right. that one. Right. No, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Science, it makes sense. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But no, did you see that? Uh, I think the UK. The they're thinking about. They're thinking about going to uh, Fahrenheit or switching to the imperial That's system. Or something That's like the that. most English. What thing. is part of Brexit? Because of Brexit, they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's part like of Brexit, fuck you two. We're, we're, fuck, fuck, fuck the European Union and metric yeah. now. I, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't uh, hear about that, but uh, I hope it happens. I wouldn't be surprised given the amount of stupidity that's been going on lately. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, I digress. Uh, the yeah, fashionistas in Hong Kong, they did, they, they. Uh, they, they tended into streetwear and, and hypebeast stuff, stuff with uh, visible logos sure. and all okay. that. But but that's more but that's that more of a that. yeah, but that's more of a mainland thing to be perfectly honest. Although I'm sure, glad over. But yeah, uh, no, that, that's that's a hit. And mainland versus immigrant or you know immigrating to other countries, that's a good thing. We'll we'll get into in a second. Uh, Jason, what about you? Like, did you do you notice like you know if you were around other Asians or do you think you dressed Asian? There any kind of were you aware of the Asian look? Um, I was aware. I, I was aware of like or, the swagapinos because I existed on the internet at this time, um, but it yep. wasn't. Didn't really have like a direct influence on me in that way because they were already wearing like the same clothes that I was already wearing. You know, I'm in middle school and high school, so I was you know wanting to wear <clears throat> uh, like Abercrombie and like Hollis and all that. Uh, did you have like a Cookie Monster? Uh, I did not. I, I wasn't a hat oh, guy, God. so I didn't do any of the Cookie Monster uh, okay. flat brims. Um, but like you know, I had like all the you know, I had like leopard print skinny jeans or like <laughs> nice. the skinny jeans, that or like the, the or like the super super saturated uh, like Hollister T-shirts that just had no business being that saturated. Just no business. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what are they doing? Come on. Yeah. Well, so so something something I'm kind of noticing here is you know like I feel like a lot of Asians 
are kind of like on the uh, Asian Americans or mainlanders, whatever. Like they're always kind of like on the cutting mm. edge of stuff, right? Like they're always even even here. So for example, like uh, you know, I, I I want to be able to for us to talk about everything, but I've noticed being around seeing the Filipinos here, seeing the ones that live like you know that are creatives in LA. There's a lot of Filipino creatives in LA, but they're always like. It's it's not that I don't like it. It's a, it's, it's it's very cool, you know. It's like designer, you know. It's 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 very hype beast. It's 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 like dedicated, like it's complex mag. There's a bigger discussion to be had there with like you know, Asian Asian American culture and and like black culture as well. That's kind of like a big thing, um, but in general, right? It's very it's very tapped into that kind of world. It's very street. It's very you know. It's not classic right. menswear is what I'm kind of getting at here. But when you compare that to, to mainland or what I call like native Asians, you know, from like Japan or Hong Kong or the Philippines, for example, like there's a lot more Asians. It seems like that are into that mode of dress, whether it's if they like to wear it or if they work in it. And that's kind of interesting to me where, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff involved, diaspora, culture, class, whatever. But it's just kind of fun to think about where, you know, when I look here, it's like I, we don't really see too many Asian Americans or Asian hyphenates uh, into classic menswear or workwear, mm-hmm. etc. You know, it's it's just it's not saying that there aren't a lot of uh, that, there, that, there, that there's not anybody into it. But, you know, when you think of like the Asian, uh, when you think of like classic menswear enthusiasts, you know, they're usually white you know there's not a lot of representation yeah. <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of representation media wise branding wise lookbooks even as creatives designers etc specifically in classic menswear it's it's cool that everyone is in, is in the other uh parts of fashion but i'm just kind of wondering why you know it's a little bit more rare to be into classic menswear you know is it does it feel like okay here's, here's one question we can open up do you think it's because it's like a little white it's a little colonizer you know MJ, you're nodding your head. What do you think? Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I th- that that could be part of it too, right. because, um, like, at least for the Philippines, right? Like, when you think about the Philippines, you can't really zero in on a broad uh, native form of dress anymore. Um, like we, yeah. you know, we have like the bo- the the Borong Tagalog and like the, you know, Very like the, the women's version of of that, right? Yeah. But like that's you know that's usually just for formal wear. Um, mm. There's which is still n- very it's Western. It's yeah, based which on, is like, already Spanish culture. Yeah, which is already, uh, uh, you know, not not ours. It's just an adoption of you know, of of peoples that came over to to our land. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there, there's there's not like like people don't know what that looks like, what, what like traditional Filipino wear looks like. Um, mm. So that could be kind of like um, our way of rejecting that like colonization. Like I don't want to dress like you know the people that conquered us or mm-hmm. the people right. that it, there's a little bit more that took away of... our, our culture to you know yeah. here you have to dress this way because this is civilized. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it probably is, again, like, it probably, we're probably thinking a little too much on it, but, you know, I, I don't want to discount the fact that that could be a factor. We kind of talked about this with Young Chomsky, right, where, like, maybe the reason why leftists and communists aren't into classic menswear is because it represents, like, you know, the bourgeoisie. It's, like, a class kind of thing, mm-hmm. even though we also talk about, like, you know, Bernie Sanders wearing, like, JCPenney or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, 
honestly, right? Like if you were to think about it, like, you know, a cool Filipino guy who is trying to, you know, and there's with, with Asian Americans, Asian hyphenates, or even just immigrants in general, there's just, there's just kind of this need to stand out in a way to kind of break through the barrier of just being, you know, just being your race, right? Like you, like a lot of, that's why a lot of uh, Filipinos, for example, are like really into the arts, right? Because you're trying to break that kind of stereotype that's- of... Uh, being into the the uh, like medicine and science, mm-hmm. right? That's why a lot of them, even though they do still study it, a lot of singers, A.G. Raphael, you know, it's all going over Spencer's head. But you have all this kind of uh, all the, all that kind of stuff to kind of like break out a little bit. So I I can kind of see where why would you want to wear something so conformist or something that you perceive to be conformist, um, Jason? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because like on the East Coast, right over here. Yeah. While we try, you know, and say, oh, the East Coast, you know, it's not, you know, there's no racism issues or anything. The people I knew and people of like varying different like races and whatnot, the undertone was not to stand out. You know, it was whether, you know, the other Asians I knew of, like whether I knew them like, you know, as acquaintances or like in school, they just wanted to dress how everyone else was dressing. There was no standing mm. out. And it even comes across too when it came to... um you know, other, like, openly gay people that I knew. Every Everybody, like, especially especially where I'm from in Massachusetts, it's just stick to the, stick to what, you know, everyone's used to, don't stand out, which is obviously where my issues with the place, you know, comes from. But, right. yeah, it's interesting you say that, because, like, <laughs> yeah, Asians and, like, especially Asians on the East Coast, the ones that I knew, it was, like, no, I'm going to do, I need to do white things. You know, mm. I need to do white things. So do you think, or... do you think they, so they dress nicely? You think, do you think that they're, did you see any like Asian, if you saw them like get into like, you know, more flashy, like streetwear stuff or whatever? Not or really. It was dressed? a lot of it was like no, mall oh, brands. Okay. So, you know, it was like, you know, it was, you know, mm. your Abercrombie's, your Hollers. And then you had the occasional like scene Asian that was that hot topic. But for the most part, there was Ooh. like no, yeah, right. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was me. Um, I, you know, there was like no, no one wanted to be to stand out. It was just. Well, that's. I mean, that's. I think that's kind of true too. I mean, I can only imagine. It, it what sucks is like I remember distinctly like there was one girl in my school who was kind of like alt and had you know it was one of those things where where strife breeds alternative mm. and indiness in a sense where like I remember like she had like family problems like I think like I think. I don't want to, this is not slander because I'm not really saying anything, but like, I think Doc, there was Doc, one time where she was like, really like she, she was like crying, I, you know, maybe she found out she was pregnant or oh something like God. that. Um, that's you know, a, that's I, a I, supposition. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, but like, you know, like she was like the only Asian person there who would like dress like, you know, like the hand, like the sleeve hand warmer stuff, plaid skirt. Yeah. I mean, or trying to, we had uniform, but like trying, like, you know, you wear like the knee high socks with a uniform and make it like mm-hmm. edgy, you know, and, but she was, but she was like kind of, she was like a skater. She dated the skaters because there was so little of them, right? Like there was, there wasn't a lot of like indie Asians back then. Because I think you're right. The more I think about it, yeah, there is a part like the stand out. But maybe it's because I went to church or it's L.A. But it's like it stand out in like the talent and wholesome mm-hmm. way. Maybe not in terms of the fashion way, you know. But which is weird now because of the Indianization of everything, where alt culture is so like. It's isn't all culture, culture now. It's, it's mainstream. Not, it's yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm where not it's like, like other you know, girls. People are kind yes, of paying more attention to it. Yeah, where people are like wearing stuff that's kind of weird, but that's kind of like what's what's right. in, you know. And I think a lot of Asians, for some reason, like uh, all just talk about like you know mainlanders being very into you know designer clothing. Like 
what what is it there? I mean, designer clothing isn't always like Chinese designed, right? Like a lot of, I mean, some of them are still wearing like Italian or, or whatever designer clothing, right? So what what do you think the appeal is there? Yeah, um, well, this is just me, one person speaking his own sure, opinion. You're on not this speaking matter, on behalf of China. China. Yeah, yeah speaking on behalf. I, I don't. I don't well, we could we could, we could yeah. call up China. We could find no, out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Not, hold on. Let me, let me pull. Let me pull it up real quick here. <laughs> right, but. <laughs> Why did they call me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Aldous. Yeah, but this this is um, I I think that it's rooted in displays of conspicuous consumption for uh, many uh, years. Ooh. The mainland, so mainland Chi- we're talking about mainland China here, uh, which sure. is different from Hong Kong, which was a colony for a good hundred and forty years, a, br- a British colony. Uh, but mainland China was closed off uh, to most of the world up until about nineteen eighty. And uh, sure. in the past 30 years, it was opened up to Western capitalism. And with the the uh, rapid growth of millionaires in the, cult, in the country, they really wanted ways to show off their newfound wealth and success. And I think it's from that desire for conspicuous consumption that you see a form of dress develop among mainlanders that is based primarily on displaying labels and, and symbols of mm-hmm. wealth. Louis Vuitton bags, Burberry shirts, right. Supreme totes, bags, you name it. Which goes so. against like the immigrant mentality of like of like sticking in your lane a little bit, right? Like I think I feel like, you know, when I was talking about like the Asians kinda of standing out, maybe it's because their parents, like, you know, like like MJ, I don't know how you know uh, art focused your parents are but like i feel like my parents didn't do anything like to stand out like they, they went to work whatever but then on our side like they always encourage us to like play the piano and sing or whatever you know so maybe there's that kind of conspicuous maybe not consumption but like to to be like your own person but still kind of like not not too much right there's still that that yeah. aspect of it compared to like the literal like i don't want to call it's... it narcissism but maybe that's what it is where like you when you're in your native country, you have the ability to not be considered the other, right? Like, that's why we have a lot of issues, you know, with not cancel culture, but like, you know, the SJW culture now where like something is offensive to Asian immigrants, Asian Americans or whatever, hyphenates, but the people in the mainland don't care. But it's because they don't deal with that. It's a different ostracization. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And personally, I think we do have a huge issue with cancel culture. (laughs) And I think that should be the subject of the next episode. Well, Louis C.K., when did you get here? Yeah. Yeah, He's over there with uh, Dan Harmon. Let's put put it this way. Rick and Morty is about to get wild. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're conspicuously conspicuously consuming, but you're surrounded by other people who are also conspicuously consuming, you aren't that conspicuous anymore. Um, which is the interesting. It's yeah. like, well, it's like when everyone when you're on the freeway and everyone is speeding, right. you're still speeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, I always got that question wrong when I was doing yeah. my when I was doing my driving test because technically, yes, the answer but, is yes, it is illegal. But but all the people, but all the people, it's probably safer to follow the the, right. the speed, the flow of traffic. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But all the people <laughs> still, all these people speeding on the highway on the freeway are still conforming to being people who speed. So. Right. It's, All of us well, okay. so, so, yeah. so, so, yeah, well, what I was guessing at is that the mainland cultures, it seems kind of unique in that it's one that's based on outward, ex- outward expression, conspicuous consumption, as we talked yeah. about, which is in contrast to a lot of other uh, East Asian cultures, which seem to value and stress uh, conformity and um, humbleness, I, 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 I suppose. I'm the um, most humble. 
like in 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 Hong Kong, it seemed as quite gauche and garish to wear labels like that. Although I'm sure things are changing as there's been increased cooperation. Co- cooperation being a uh, right, yeah. Well, I mean, assimilation, it, let's say, between the mainland and, and, and Hong and Hong Kong. Um, things are probably changing, but historically, Hong Kong has always prided itself on being understated, focused. Like you judge you, you judge me on the quality of my work, not so much the richness of my appearance, and um, words not not effect. Um, yeah, people should judge me based on my ring jacket. Not, not my... <laughs> yeah, people. I want people to judge me based on yeah, my not appearance. my appearance only. Not my cool. appearance. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So that's that's all. That's all very interesting because it's like you know we talk about the, the why there's a lot more you know native um, Asians mainlanders into clothing, you know perhaps even you know classic men's performance of dress more so than us because you know it is still a form of like status symbol right like you know to be able to afford a bespoke suit you know and of course yes there is a long a long history of of tailoring in other countries right bn taylor has been a you know tailor for like over 60 years at this point you know um i'm sure there's tailors in you know hong kong have been there 100 years oh you know? yeah Scott it's, Chang it's famous like, for uh, as a mecca for tailoring hong kong absolutely yeah you know and, and, and even now, right, there are still, like, new brands that are popping up in these places. You know, not just, like, you know, of course, Japan has a long history with Americana ever since, you know, World War II. But, like, even in the Philippines, you have um, you have Signet, right, which is, like, the, the armory yeah. of the Philippines. You have, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, wasn't Leatherfoot Emporium owned by Asians or something like that? Was that right? No. No, it was owned by someone of okay. Afri- African uh, descent. Oh, uh, to, well, to that, hey, um, yeah, to that, um, to that point, though, the... Yes, it's, while it's true that there are lots of tailors in East Asian countries, Japan, ta- Japan, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Shanghai, back when that was still you know, open to the world, um, there is a difference between that and, and places like Savile Row and that. Hong Kong tailors, for example, um, to, to quote something specific, always took a more workmanlike approach to, to tailoring, whereas in Savile Row, the idea was to sell a house style, each each establishments would sell we try to sell you a look in hong kong it was more about how can we cater to you the consumer usually an usually an expat not not right. a local mm. uh, uh and yeah that makes sense a, a visiting englishman or an american we can make you this suit exactly the way you want it you tell us and we'll do it for you in three days it was a workmanlike yeah. approach to clothing and not so much in a hobbyist approach an interest approach so Less we have parts. to be we ha- we have to be careful there. The fact that there are a lot of tailors in East Asia doesn't mean that well, there is a big there is a culture of classic menswear. There isn't. There's a culture well, of catering to I, classic menswear. I would say it's. I mean, yeah, historically yes, but I think I feel like it's it's changed now. I mean, there wouldn't be a place like Signet. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no. I was going I was going to say that it absolutely has changed, and it is changing. Is, yeah. We're starting to see the emergence of. I mean, even the places that survived, like WW Chan in Hong Kong, now they're starting mm-hmm. to come out with style as opposed to advertising how yeah. good their workmanship is, which is what they right. would have done in the past. So things are certainly changing, but it's important to note that the that the the, the root of that it even if you right. can if you look in history yeah. book and you see that oh there's been oh this WW Chan has been Hong Kong since 1930, it doesn't mean though that there's been a classic menswear tradition in Hong Kong for the past 90 years. That right. is coming out now. That is changing now, as you pointed out, even. But for a good 60 yeah. of those years, they were just making suits for English people. 
and sure, American yeah, businessmen. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's cool, right? But the thing is, like, as as you know, as we look into this, you know, as we spend the next half of this kind of talking about our our experience with classic menswear and, and representation, it's like when I was you know getting into this, obviously with vintage. Spencer is my only <laughs> friend, right? Like I don't. Yeah. There was not 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 just like yeah. Obviously, there's a generational thing, but there was no uh, uh, Asians in that whole crowd. You know, maybe you yeah, would see I more mean, of that with like Asian pinup girls. You know, right? Like you know, but anyone could be into like pinup clothing. Anyone could be into like yeah, wearing dapper day dresses. But the men's part. <laughs> yeah, where are those people? At? I mean, yeah, we've we've talked <laughs> about this before. This is going to get us canceled. West Coast West Coast vintage scene is a lot less. I guess like diverse than the New York, and it's scene not based in scenes. queer or burlesque culture, which is the big yeah. Because it's like yeah, it's like the there was it was mostly yeah like a bunch of like older white guys who were like big into swing in the nineties, and yeah. then there were there was like you know there was a lot of like Hispanic guys who were into like rockabilly or yeah. like and there's a couple of, like, of Hawaiians stuff, and Japanese people, yeah, but not like uh, maybe some Filipinos who grew up in like East LA who are very close to Latino or Latinx culture, but again, that's not. Not saying that you know, like the, the, the experience of like East East LA Asians compared to like Greater LA suburb Asians is very different. You know, compared mm-hmm. to like Valley Asians. You know, the the, the diaspora is kind of real. You know, um, but as we're talking, as you know, as, as um, all this was talking about, you know, like yeah, things are changing now. But when I was getting into it, especially with classic menswear later on, all of the people that looked the closest to me were all native Asians. Right there was. Yeah, Mark Cho, like, he doesn't really have an accent. You know, he went to college in, in New York, you know, just like Justin Chang also went to Brown, I believe. But they're still, like, they're Hong Kong. They're from Hong Kong. They are Hong Kong guys, you know. You you know, we see um, – I'm trying to think of some of the – you know, yeah. like Ch- I mean, Chad Park obviously doesn't speak very much English. You know, he's he's, he's from South Korea. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of people like me. There was always people who were, like, native Asians. Even today when you look at, like, Inspor albums, you know, Japanese style is so big. But it's all Japanese people from Japan. Right. You know, you don't really see too many of that. And I really want to, like – you know, there's no answer to it. But I'm kind of curious what we all kind of think of that because – I do think representation is important because not you know not everyone can be into something just because they love it. They sometimes you know at the beginning stage you want to see other people like you, right? Like you don't want to be alone in something. Not everyone has that self confidence to do something, even when there's no one else like you. To be alone in your hobby, you know, if that was like, I can't think of something. You know, it's like it's like why I stopped playing video games for a long time. You know, I I played Halo, but none of my friends had consoles. And so I stopped playing for a while until we finally had cross-platform to play with my friends. You know, that's not race-based, but it's, it's still a good example of that. I, I could have loved Halo a lot, but I didn't, so I stopped playing. You know, but what about okay, MJ? So you're you know you're you're in my you know you're literally the closest to the cohort here, right? Like, what do you think about like representation and like seeing stuff? Because you know, like you you got into it after we started hanging out more after you right. you know went to college. You know, and you're kind of learning it secondhand. How did how did you feel about seeing or not seeing Asians, Filipino Americans, hyphenates in like menswear? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, or you know, I haven't always drawn like inspiration from people that are outside my circle. Um, sure, if that makes okay. sense, right? I. Uh, it's 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 that whole th- it's the whole um, uh, Michael Scott, but 
he's quoting um who was he quoting the, wayne gretzky. yeah wayne gretzky yeah, yeah. But, but like i'm quoting ethan and not you know uh i don't know ethan i'm quoting ethan one not ethan newton sort of thing sure okay. so but the 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 exposure or or like ethan was saying non-exposure to like representation yeah it it it, it kind of sucks right because it's like I don't know how I would like fit in seeing something that's cool, but it's not someone that looks like me sort of thing. Right. Um, I mean, thank yeah. Thankfully, now we've got like enough self confidence clout. Yeah, it's you it's call it that or whatever. It doesn't really matter now, anymore. Where it's like it it, yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't matter either way. But um, seeing it does help. Um, you yeah. know, plugging Uniqlo again, but they use a lot of uh, Asian models still. You know. In, in their cool. in their western like material um, right. it's always nice to see i did want to i did want to plug in that since well ethan already mentioned it how we both went to uh private school so we both had to wear uniforms so that kind of uh i guess stunted <laughs> my well mine at the least the bubble yeah I, I probably you know I'm, ethan would probably agree stunted that sort of like discovery of fashion of or other, discovery of, yeah, no, of, of clothes because it's like we always wore you know khakis or navy slacks and then you know white polo shirt yeah, but all you the time the appreciation then, like, for the uniform if, you know men's wear uniforms yeah and then yeah huh. and then and then we had to like find out the little loopholes to like wear something cool so it's like we wear like the, the school hoodie but like you have to make sure you buy the right school hoodie or else like yeah. you look kind of you know dorky still because it's a uniform hoodie um stuff like that yeah at our at, at my school the thing was i had to wear shorts year round it wasn't cool to wear pants and you had to wear this. the polo. You had to wear the polo shirt that had the flowers on it because it was like kind of. It, it mostly like looked an, like a Trader like Joe's shirt. shirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it was just oh, like well. one line of People flowers do the across around the year, yeah. except uh, it also gets you know below zero, and you have you have that. It also yeah, you got that asshole legs. sitting at the bus stop. Well, like it's not even that cold out, and I'm like, you're shivering. I can see you shivering. And I'm like, you're standing in a foot of snow. <laughs> well you know that that idea mj you said about you know like and, and as i brought up too is like you're not seeing anybody i mean you look at like you know you know london and um these multicultural you know western western countries like you know like the united states and everything and yeah you know menswear is, is great you know there's a lot you know it's a burgeoning industry and enthusiasts and whatever with creatives but there's still not that many asians into it and of course you know we're probably missing a, a couple of people we tried thinking about that in the uh in our discord the reason why we brought it up is because i think who was bruce boyer was like in an article and they were inviting someone over like oh yeah is menswear only matt Hranick, bruce boyer david coggins and mark cho hmm. you know it's like there's got it like where's like you know where's BIPOC where's and for that matter where's the Asians and that also came up right when Berkeley Breeds talked about how you know for all the inclusionary talk that Rowing Blazers has it's pretty true that they didn't have from what I can remember from when they started not a lot of Asian models you know until later on you know yeah you got like Fred who is half Taiwanese Mm -hmm. I think um and you got Peter Chu, I believe, or, or, or one of the cozy boys in there who is also in a recent shoot for their rugby collection, which is great. Obviously, that's really cool. But you still like the fact that you, you know, that you see this stuff not very often makes you right. notice it. Right. Like, like, oh, yeah, Henry Golding's in a lot of stuff. 
is there no other Asian actor we could get? See, like same thing, yeah. Simu Liu, right? He's in a bunch of different stuff. You know, Aquafina. But there... Henry Golding's tall. <laughs> That's right. As we discovered. As we discovered. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, so why? Like, you know, and th- th- there's a, there's an Asian. Maybe I can find it. But there's an Asian like British model who is in Drake's, who is in a ring jacket, and then I found him at Target nice. too. And it's like, <laughs> hey, it's really it's crazy. The that he's yeah, the Good for him. Playing all the levels. I always, yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. I always love seeing <laughs> seeing classic pitbull. menswear models show up at like at like target yeah. or like coles whatever yeah, exactly it's, it's like hey i know you too. but it's like you know like the yeah. fact that you see the same people all over it, it i'm not gonna say it's it's malicious right i don't want to you know but like it it can come off as tokenism like oh well let's just get right, that you're gonna talk, guy, you talk about right? inclusion and then you have the, oh this guy's been in every other campaign so we'll include him too meanwhile exactly. white models and, are a dime a dozen you can, you'll yeah, never see the same one representation twice. is tricky <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it, it, it's, it's tricky for that reason right because it's like you know you want to give opportunities you know like you know wicked, like you know for a long time brad pitt was in a bunch of stuff right so maybe you know this could be their version <laughs> of it but then should we have learned something from that by then now you know so it's like you know is dilution the key here um but yeah i just i wonder why that is you know and, and it's funny because like a lot of other styles and a lot of you know other modes have a lot of asians like like gian de leon uh, is he works at Nordstrom as the editorial director? You know, you got Jimmy and, and throwing fits, um, and but like you know within I guess within this like this very small circle that we have, you know it's 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 not that common, right? Like even right. even at Drake's, like Will worked at Drake's, Kevin worked at Drake's, but then they moved on to other stuff. Obviously, the Armory didn't have uh, an Asian guy, uh, the, the the New York one at least, right? Um, and so, and even all all the guys in the uh, in the bullshit book right. club are all fairly. Well, I mean, white, now I'm at Drake's, right? and there is a guy there um, at uh, Daniel, and he's he's Asian. Um, oh, I cool. believe oh, he's cool. South and Korean. Is Brandon? Uh, but I'm not sure. I didn't ask him. Okay. So if I'm wrong, okay. we have to cut this part of the podcast so I don't seem like a racist. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure he was writing <laughs> oh, this notebook in Korean. Um. Mm. Is is Brandon? Is Brandon's not. Is I don't he think part so. Asian? Do you think? I thought he was. Okay, I thought he was like part Filipino cool or is. something. But maybe I could be wrong. Everybody's yeah. part. Right. More, more of us. See, I'm like yeah, I'm literally. So they, I'm like the now. whitest guy but there, except the, for the part time guy Frank. Well, I wonder, right? If this is, and I, I don't want to say, you know, come off as like a weird way, but like, is that because Drake's has gotten a little bit less classic menswear tratty and got a little bit more, you know, into the more current lexicon right mm-hmm. with the whole menswear merger post-pandemic menswear which is a lot more accessible uh not accessible like 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 accessible cool wise for a lot of like you know asians or people of culture uh you know people oh. you know pocs and everything yeah, right maybe. like where before it's <clears throat> so it trad just, right it's, right. it's, it's it hard to more imagine. to do just with like brandon wanting to hire more people more diverse team and right. being more connected you know, in I that mean, world maybe yeah, because, I mean, he had a few. Obviously, there was, like, you know, Sterling, who was, you know, very pale. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's from Seattle. So, yeah. You know, how do you... <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, I mean, if we look about here in L.A., right? Like, the guys at Hall Madden, right. both white. The guys who are at Sid Mashburn, I well. believe they're all white. I think there was one Asian guy or one, you know, one guy there. And the thing is, right, because it, it, it's tough, right? Like, like Sid Mashburn, a lot of the, the cool thing about Sid Mashburn is that the guys who work at the L.A. store moved from, mm-hmm. like, Georgia to, like, work in L.A. for the Sid Mashburn. Like, they love the brand, which is cool, you know, but 
you know, if you're sampling from a really preppy state, obviously right. you're going to get white preppy dudes <clears throat> yeah. working there, you know? And it's, it, you know, it's kind of wild. You know, obviously, like, you know, when we were in, you know, when I was in New York, you know, going to like ALD and NOAA. Yeah, obviously there's going to be a lot more diversity there, you know? Um, but again, when you look at like, you know, the tailoring trad stuff, it, it's still really hard. Berkeley Breathe has tried the show a couple of times when, they, you know, there's Asian prep school kids or whatever, which is proof, you know, like I'm sure there were Asian people who went mm-hmm. to prep school here in the 60s, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of them. But it's still like it's still not that common for me to find an Asian American in, you know, here as like a source right. of you know, yeah, inspiration yeah. that it was born here. That is not like a, like a, like a, I'm sure there's a lot of like, you know, Japanese people who moved here, you know, who became like style icons in a sense, you know, like, like, you know, Zane, right. Zane, all just like, yeah, a, like a, yeah. is a good example of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as cool. Unfortunately. Um, the, um, yeah, the, the, the issue, the issue I think is that there, while there's certainly, and you've brought up the Barclay Breeze examples, there's certainly a mm-hmm. lot, there's a historical, images of asians wearing trad preppy clothing it's more it's it's more an instance of follow the leader though rather than wearing it out right. of your own personal interest yeah and and, and that's exactly. and that's i think is the greatest disconnect than um uh for asian for asians and asian hyphenates than there is for uh, other cultures is that there really isn't an ingrained to even a little bit, an ingrained idea of wearing tailoring as just clothing and not right. as event wear, work wear, mm-hmm. um, banquet wear, funeral wear, wedding wear. It's sure. it's always it's always one of those things. Whereas, let's say if you were a trad guy, the, the guys you talked about from Hall Madden who came from the south, maybe maybe growing up, it's, I'm not saying that they were steeped in the menswear tradition either. In this day and age, most people aren't steeped in menswear traditions yeah, of right, any kind, right. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, maybe no, you know no, what no, a blazer, blazer is. is. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but but maybe yeah, right. those guys saw their grandparents or their grandfathers, mm. you know, mowing the lawn in some ratty OCBD because that was that's just what shirts <laughs> that's are. It, that's what shirts are. But there isn't are. any of that in in East Asian. Yeah, in yeah. In, in East no. there isn't any of that in East Asian culture. We, in so far as we see an OCBD, if you think about how the Japanese see it, it's another East Asian culture, they've really codified it. They don't see it as a shirt. They see it as, they see it more in terms of um, technical specifications, which they use to copy mm-hmm. and recreate the clothing back right. when it was introduced to them in the 50s by Americans. Right. So it's, it's, it's coming at all of this in a technical as- aspect from a technical standpoint, along with the lack of a cultural history of right. wearing the, the, this sort of clothing out of choice as opposed to out of obligation. And when you combine these two things, that results in just Asian, people of Asian descent being unable to fathom the idea, perhaps more than others. Right. It's, it's of just wearing, not cool to them, but it's just, yeah. You, no, you can't fathom the idea of wearing, tater, of choosing to wear classic menswear, of choosing to wear tailoring. It's work wear. It's, 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 it's like if wear. you're, it's like if it's you're a firefighter work. and it's like, I'm just everywhere. Wear my firefighter yeah. All the time. Uniform, yeah. Like the full gear. Right. On yeah. yeah. Wear my suit. There's to a great disconnect there for, I think, Asian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wear my suit to fight I fires mean, and yeah. my firefighter clothes to go to work, you know, to go to business. This is why, you know, as I think about this more and more, it's like it's like it's a, it's like a wonder I got into classic menswear, right? Because it's like I should right. I, I shouldn't be into it, like right, like like there was nothing conducive 
Same for, here. I mean, yeah. I'm, I miss you know MJ. J, I mean, other other than the church connotation, but no one wants to be go, <laughs> look like they're going to church well, every day. Well, apparently some people you know, do like because you, I see a lot of people yeah, who that, look that, like they're always going us. to church. There you yeah, go. I mean, we make fun of bad people. <laughs> when, so when did you first when did you first get interested in like suits and everything, Ethan? Because I mean, I I I was a little boy who loved getting dressed up, and I think you were a little that's lad. A, that's a thing that transcends race. Well, okay, sometimes okay. little boys just let it, like putting on nice clothes. <laughs> well, okay, I think when I was a kid, when I was a kid, yeah, obviously, like you know, for like picture days or whatever. But but here's the thing, right? It's like I I wonder, like there's there's there's, there's an extra layer that we know all mm-hmm. the time we talk about. We're like the it's we're dressing up because you want to be the good Asian boy, like you like you know like yeah. not, not saying that like you know like Filipinos thankfully don't have like a, as a history of like. You know, as like violence. I mean, maybe in some places of like L.A., right? You know, also <laughs> Vietnamese gangs or whatever like that. I don't know if my grandparents back in the seventies also thought about that in the back of their head because they they lived in Montebello, East L- like literally like East L.A. until like you know, and of course my family, my family was in the northeast mob. L.A. But you know, there was a part. I mean, I did go through a phase where I didn't want to wear like the the clothing. I didn't want to wear like suits and ties and everything. And again it only really connected when it became about like the art of it. Like what makes this garment so interesting? Like, you know, like I said with the Gatsby, like, okay, well he's wearing like a three button jacket. Like what's going on here? The collar is like rounded. He's wearing like a little, little, a uh, little spear point thing. And what, like the vintage versions have like horizontal lapels and such. So it was only like when that, when that was there, you know, and like, that's where it, oh, again, like, all this connects. Like my grandparents, I didn't see my grandparents that often, and if I did, well, my, at least my, my grandpa from my dad's side, but my Lolo on my mom's side, um, <laughs> I remember him was wearing, like, hey. wife beaters and pants, dude, like, I, like, <laughs> classic Lolo clothing, you know, uncle, Filipino uncle clothing, there wasn't that whole there's thing, like, the, yeah, my grandfather function. was, like, dressed up, yeah, it's just, it's just functional clothing, he might have worn a button-up shirt to, like, mow the lawn, you know, maybe because he was wearing oh, it, maybe that's more of, like, a shirt. modern thing, where, like, now he's just so old, he doesn't clothes. really care what he's wearing anymore, but there, other than church, there was no, re- at church occasions, there was no real need to wear this clothing, and even then, my grandparents, when I started to collect vintage clothing, it's like, why are you so dressed up, you know? And maybe because I think, yeah, you could say like, oh, yeah, it's just weird to be dressed up in general. But I feel like there's also a thing of like, right. don't stand out. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, don't don't be don't be different, you know? And that's why I'm, like, it, it's so odd to me, like, you know, like like to, to be different from all of these other menswear bloggers or whatever who have, you know, um, like a history of like trad, right? Like your grandpa, your father, whatever. Yeah. Looking back, my dad was well dressed. Like yeah, he wore like Armani when he saved up. He wore like, you know those yeah. big old, you know, padded shoulders <laughs> and everything. But when I was growing up yeah. by that time, it was already gone. Like I like it was only in like the old '90s photographs. And um, uh, before I move on here, it's it's just like I think what really has to happen, like with all things, is that menswear just has to be cool. And the thing is, for a lot of Asian Americans, Asian hyphen, it's the cool thing is just not classic menswear, although now it's it's changing a little bit, right? Drake's Noah ALD. But even so, the mode that I wear, again, the more tailored tie-wearing part, tailoring-focused sport coats, etc., the trad of it all, even though I know Berkeley at Berkeley's not listening to this, he might be mad. How, how, how He'll read the trad. But mad. that that yeah. look is well, he still... Well, does, he doesn't listen to the podcast, <laughs> no. so unless we make this we clip. In the notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless, or, or we could be like Sean Carly's like, I, I don't even know what the hell today. that is. <laughs> yeah. But but again, it, unless unless <clears throat> that's the point, unless, unless it's cool, I, I feel like they're just not going to yeah. 
get into it, which is, again, a bigger thing. But I just wonder, like, you know, why not? <laughs> you know, like, or yeah. or clearly, they were, clearly it was enough for the rest of us. But Aldous, what did you have to say? Yeah, I just wanted to build on sub, uh, something that you said, which is um, it's not just that there isn't a tradition of classic menswear in traditional East Asian upbringings, but a lot of times, and this is true of my own experience, there is outright direct opposition to you know sticking your head out of the uh, out of the crowd sure of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of choosing to dress in the way that none of your peers are um yeah that was certainly true of me um even to this day my parents still don't understand what the hell i'm doing yeah why i choose to why i choose to wear tailoring when i don't have a white collar <laughs> job to go to it's mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's just and it and it links back to the idea of People just can't fathom. My people, my parents' generation, uh, uh, who grew up in it. Asian cultures, can't fathom the idea that this it, clothing has doesn't have to have meaning behind this. Yeah. To them, any combo of sport coat, tailored jacket, shirt, and tie will always be a signifier of some kind of social position, sure. work position, um, or status. They. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't. They they can't move beyond that. So so that so that's um so, yeah. so that's an, an additional reason why we may not be seeing classic <clears throat> menswear in expanding in in Asia. Parents shoot their kids shoot down them. when right. when they start when they start experimenting. But okay, but like let's say let's say here right where where sometimes you know if you have um you know more more easygoing parents you know immigrants whatever where you know or maybe more assimilated parents who maybe don't think about it as much what is the issue now where you know we're still not seeing enough here maybe it's more of a question for mj and jason here like what like what do you guys think is the reason that we're not seeing more you know people trying to work in the industry for example you know, or, or, or people just kind of wearing it on their own. Even even Sadhead Sad Head Saturday, or I guess oh, well, I'm sorry, guys, Sadhead Sunday, <laughs> I should say. Like, even then, like, you know, and even the Discord, the Patreon, nothing that we're the only good form of men's media you can consume. We're the only one. Um, but, like, you know, it's still, you know, I maybe we should ask Jason also, like, what was it like being at the WM Brown thing? Let me ask I you, know, were there a lot of Asians like, there? Yeah, I would consider small. myself to be probably the only no. Asian there. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Fred was hey, there. Fred was yeah. there. And I, I, you I both actually, can make a. You both can make a half Asian. Looking at him, I, ever, <laughs> I didn't even look at him and give him. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a well, weeping angel yeah. thing, you know. If you look at your, you know, you'll, maybe you'll die or something. Well, if you guys, if you guys like make contact, right? Yeah, we can't, we can't make contact. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like matter right. coming into <laughs> contact with antimatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MJ, uh, I was gonna say, um, going back to your question. Um, it's probably because it's still seen as like old old man clothes, um, yeah. As opposed to you know like like we talked about how uh, like dressing edgy or like how the you know the current like e boy e girl looks punk looks are all kind of like y- youth centric and kind of like sticking it to the right. man sort of thing. And then and, and menswear is not menswear that. is yeah. yeah menswear is the man. I mean, it's starting so to become against the man. That's but why yeah, it is. Right, Which is part of that. Right, yeah, because, I, 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 because it's yeah. li- because it's like people like us. Because yeah, it's it's right. it's thanks to us. <laughs> it's claiming it away from right. What we I mean, because what's weird, and before I get to all just in a second, it's like even uh, you know, as someone who's on TikTok all the time, um, it, it's like 10K. you know, when I see Asian uh, men's or not men's like fashion guys, Asian TikToks, like 
it's still very to me avoiding yeah. menswear a lot <clears throat> like i still like yeah we see the ald like you know uh, loafers and everything white socks and you know maybe like you know the 80s inspired blazer i see that a lot maybe there's some asians but it's the representation there is still very white or just at least you know at least for well, my purpose are you, saying, are you seeing a lot are you seeing a lot of like classic menswear tick uh, like tiktok content from non-asians because i'm 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 wondering if that's just well like no but the, i meant i meant like even, we're outside the demographic well, well, so what like i mean is like TikTok. even even with like men's for adjacent stuff like the noah styles everything like that it's mm. still people getting into it are just not asian like there's there's like you know, okay. a lot of even all like the all the vintage pickers too right like where you would think maybe like you know japanese tiktokers would get through but like no like a lot of the pickers that i see picking like orange tab levi's whatever are mm. still all white <clears throat> You know, mm. or at the very least, non-Asian. I'm kind of, you know, again, I'm still curious, like, what, what is it there that is just, like, a classic, it doesn't have to be men's, but, like, Americana, you know, that entire look, or Americana adjacent is still not palatable. It's not know? that it's not palatable, it's just, it's not our ex- experience, it's not our, his, his, it's not our history, it's not really our culture. But do you we think you need it. history? Like, I feel like, you know, you don't need to have a, like... Like I, no, at the Filipino thing, I no, saw a lot of guys wearing liner jackets. I mean, I guess it's kind of Americana. No, no, you don't need history, still... but um, but but I think insofar as Asian Americans here, there are a lot more Asian Americans here who are into classic menswear and and Americana than there would be in quote unquote the home countries because of the experience of being an American of mm. being a North American, giving you that leeway. But if you're asking, and, it, and thank you for saying, thank you for clarifying North America. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> not because of course. But, but once again, but it, you're you're talking about Asian Canadians, I guess technically here. Right? Yeah, 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 technically. Although, what's the difference, yeah, really? Um, culturally speaking, anyway. Um, but um, MJ, you, you and uh, the, the rest, of, and you, Ethan, you you were both discussing yeah. the idea of um, just they're not of. Why can't why can't I see people Asians into classic menswear in North America? But I'm not sure if this is an Asian American problem so much as it is just a problem with classic menswear across all ethnicities. That it's just not really popular. Because I think that if you filter down to first Asian Asian hyphenates and people are into classic menswear, there are a lot of there are significantly more people who are Asian hyphenates and into classic menswear in North America than there are in Hong Kong, for example, or in Korea or in Japan. I would really like to see on the census in 2030, the question be added, are you into classic menswear? And then we could break it down. So it's like, this is the percentage of Asian Americans in, in the country What's the proportion of right. Asian Americans who are into you know classic where, menswear compared to where's the, where's the densest in the, in the country? Right? One, yeah. One yeah. thing, um, if I may, um, one thing that I dwell upon a lot is I I spent my formative years in Hong Kong, but then I moved over here, and my interest in classic menswear really developed when I was here in Canada, in North America, not in Hong Kong, and often I wonder if. Had I stayed in Hong Kong, would have I would I have developed my interest in classic menswear in the same way? And in thinking about it, about it, I think not actually. I think if I'd stayed in Hong Kong, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have developed my classic menswear interest. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been tech wear. I wouldn't have been tech wear. But 
Rick they're... Owens. Yeah. Issey Miyake. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> speaking of Asians, Issey Miyake. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. have been tech web. I definitely wouldn't have been Hive. I wouldn't have had any tweet sport codes. I wouldn't have had any yeah. OCDs. <clears throat> because these things would have been, in addition in addition to the societal pressures, the parental pressures, so you would have the parental, parental opposition, I should though, say. That's something precise. that might be different. <laughs> no, I didn't have my parental approval. I would have had, in addition <laughs> to my parental disapproval, <laughs> uh, um... Just the fact that it's impractical, yeah. impractical to wear classic menswear in Hong Kong's climate, and also all my friends would have universally not been wearing that because no one really wears. Like you see the Armory guys walking around, but those guys. You mean you're no not one friends really with them wears tailoring in Hong Kong outside of uh, the office. I, thought, I didn't yeah. know. They, I thought all Hong Kong people were Island. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Um, the whole the whole all of them. Oh, yeah, so all, yeah okay. all seven uh, million of us yeah. uh, correspond yeah, regularly. Oh, uh, yeah, Jason, so I thought you had, you were uh, interesting uh, today. Um, 75% of all the Drake's archive sales go to South Korea. Huh. Purchase, 75% like, like, of the like Drake's archive sale purchases are sent to South oh, wow. Korea. Maybe the maybe the <laughs> Homelanders are what's taking our clothing, not, <laughs> I, <laughs> not the I, white I, people. I wonder how much of that is out of personal interest though as opposed to dressing well for work because it's i'm not saying that people in hong kong or in east asia don't don't I know mean, how to appreciate clothing but drake's but they, though but, right like i feel like the fun but there's but there's times. a great disc there's a great disconnect which is different from north american culture i think which is people are interested in menswear in hong kong they're not aren't all just doing it out of a sense of obligation sure. but they really they really stop things. They really separate work yeah, and Squid Games guys were wearing suits. Your in your interest in classical menswear can only extend so far as I feel like growing up and and feeling the vibe of people around me. It's like you can be interested. In, it, it was like you well, could be interested in classic menswear, but your interest in it could only extend as far as being at work. It, as soon as you took it out of work, you were okay. really fucking weird. And to and, and and to be chastised. Well, that, and, that, and that's and that's why the American or against I guess North American uh, it, uh, aspect of it, immigrant, second generation, third generation, is more interesting because like I I feel like you are free of that in a sense, right? But but there is still that that idea as we wrap up a little bit, like of the people that I do see that are into it, it's still not trad. And that's, that's probably a more thing to do with like neckties and being boring than it is for like actual men's because we got guys like Sora, right. Who, who is into classic menswear in a sense. But when you see him, he doesn't, you know, he still looks like a cool gabagool, New York, you know, sign <laughs> Seinfeldians, uh, um, Sopranos mixture and not like the Esquire man. You know what I mean? But, but that kind like, of like, even, even Derek, even Derek, a guy, right? Like, he doesn't want to. I mean, no one's ever seen. None of us have ever like seen him face to face. Maybe Spencer. No, just your vo- just no. the, just the voice. But even then, he's yeah. still very clear about like not dressing super trendy. Especially when he talks about what he buys, it's still not. It's still classic menswear, but it's not like again, a like navy suit with like a blue striped shirt and a very plain geometric tie. You know, there's still the aspect of. Maybe, it, again, it's just me saying, me wondering, like, man, why are people into like wearing ties, you know? And why, why, where's all the Asians into it? But, but the fact I, that I, trad isn't as popular well, in Asia just sort of adds to my point, which is that the interest in classic menswear and tailoring in Asia is predicated on the idea that this is work clothes; these are event clothes. So it would but make in, it would America, make sense that's that not a thing though. That's but but it would much, it would right? make sense that for, for when you're when you're looking at things for for fashion's sake, for fun's sake. 
again, it's 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 why is it that that they're not as into it, right? Like this this mode of fashion because I feel like here even even on in a style form, you know, urban composition, they still talk about how this is still at the end of the day fashion. Even Derek says that a lot. Jesse says, and put put this on. They say that a lot too, you know. Bl Blamo, all all the guys who work in it, you know. So it's just I'm just wondering, you know, maybe and maybe this is just an indication that it will happen at some point, but. It's it's the, the barriers to entry now are lower than ever, right? The you have Colaro clothing, you know, you have Derek, right, from New York too, Hound's Teeth, formerly known as yeah. Hound's Tooth. I, I don't know what his thing was before. Okay. But uh, but like there, there is something there is still there, but like you know, again, like it's it's not as much as I would think there is, just because of like you know how prominent Japan, like you know, everyone across all races who are into classic menswear will still have a Japanese guy on their in their inspo feed right everyone like mark joe but like i wonder like okay hopefully at some point that will increase representation because like okay there is someone who's kind of like well, i think as the line right? blurs sorry well you ahead. know like going back yeah blurred lines uh blurred lines yeah well going back to aldrich's point yeah um but i you know like kind of i guess broadening it i'm uh, yeah i think it's like maybe now that i'm thinking of it there's like two dozen people it, who are like into menswear and then everyone else is either buying it for work or those two dozen people who are into classic menswear are just uh, they all work in it there's a lot of that each other yeah clothes. right so but even then right it's, it's still not representative like there's not a lot of asian people in that yeah group. yeah that yeah but uh, like what i'm saying is like yeah maybe uh, like the moment for for like you know for classic menswear has just passed yeah, <laughs> like maybe. we've reached the point where the most people who are going to be into it are are into it already. Right. Well, or, yeah, and so like finding new finding new people to get into it might be difficult. I I or think we it are the people that we're looking for. That's honestly. that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like like I feel like you know if you're if you're like us, hopefully you are also Asian. <laughs> and you because because that's true, right? I mean like we right, really like, hope you're listen to this podcast. We hope you're Asian. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. Again, as we close up a little bit too, like like we we think about like you know the most recent convert to this whole thing, right? Adam, he's Asian. Who can you know he kind of gets the and it might even be worse because then he's Asian, right? Like there's he can't even identify with full Asians at this point, right? You know, or I guess with Jason, you guys are close, but like there's that idea, right? You're still you you have an extra hyphenate in front of you, you know, where you are or you're the other, but you're still like you know it's still an idea of he he can get into it, he can kind of see it, and it's my hope, you know, that, that other you know other Asian people, North America or otherwise. We'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of see and, and can 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 get into it in the way that we have because to go back to what Alts was saying about like you know if he was in the homeland kind of a thing, like I feel, <laughs> looking back, if there was a lot of Asian Americans in classic menswear and I looked at mm -hmm. it, maybe I wouldn't have done it. Maybe You're maybe basic. there's a little part <laughs> you would have been like oh that's basic. <laughs> yeah, me and you know me I hate things that's old that man people clothes. do. I'm yeah. not like other. But Asians. it's like you know I I wonder if there was I, I not not an opportunity. But it's like, you know, if I could get into it from some weird standpoint where like I have like literally no connection to it, where where like Berkeley like Berkeley has said before, like, oh, it seems that Ethan Ethan's uh has his exposure to, to prep is only through like nineteen eighties movies where the preps of the bad guys. Right. Yeah, because that's what my fucking mom watched. You know, I have no I have <coughs> no thunder here. My mom unironically loves the 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 preppy handbook because that's literally her Bible to the time. Who is she gonna right, look at? Sorry. Like the Hispanics yeah. in her neighborhood for this stuff, you know, SDAs. I don't think SDAs are inherently trad, 
you know, maybe back in like the 1920s <laughs> or whatever, Methodists converting over. Everybody looks like that. Trad? So, no, so because trads are fucking yeah. like Catholic, right? So, but yeah, I mean, well, know. there's trad caths, but I, I think trad could be anything. How about radical trad traditionalists? <laughs> rad trad. Rad, rad trad. Uh, trends yeah but i i do think a little bit is you know i i want to be to be here to be to prove to prove that other people can get it like if if i wasn't into mj wouldn't mm-hmm. have been into it right and we would have lost you know the best podcast producer this and, side of, know, the Mississippi. One of the gamers in question you know because it's it's it is really tough i think to look at to, to be look out there and to not be affected by the fact that you don't see people I, thankfully for me i can look at a drake's you know, lookbook and be like, oh, I can wear that. But I know a lot mm. of people who are not us will still look at it and be like, well, why would I, why would I wear that thing? You know, I, th- I think people still need the reference standpoint. People still need an example to see themselves in it. Right. That's, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with, you know, not, not just Asian American or Asian representation, ethnicity representation, but like, like silhouettes and body types. Right. And I feel like that that's what's really cool. And we, we don't see that talked about enough, not saying that that menswear is malicious for it, but maybe they're just, you know, not aware of how important that stuff is, especially if like, you know, if you are like the monoculture where most people in menswear that we that we see are, you know, relatively fit, relatively tall with, you know, standard bodies and income levels. You know, we don't see like the stories of, you know, of like people right. like us, ethnicity or body type or otherwise, you know, um, but yeah, I hopefully we'll see more. You know, we'll see more people from Rowing Blazers, not because Berkeley called them out for it. You know, <laughs> um, I you know I, I really would love to see it. Um, or you know, or at least you know camaraderie with other people who are like you know like Marco is a good example, right? Where he's uh, he does Filipino immigrant, um, Filipino American at this point now, but like he's into different clothing, mm-hmm. but there's still the through line there, right? Like he st- we still see some commonality with him. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think even at throwing fits, I, I don't recall if there well, was a lot like, of Asian people there. I feel but. like I feel like every Asian uh, Asian who's in North America and is definitely an Asian hyphenate who would be into menswear is because of the fact that he is in North America, able to be into menswear and express himself as such. Whereas I feel like that I feel like there's a significant portion of Asian people who would have been into classic menswear, but because they live in Hong Kong or South Korea or Japan, feel like they can't or try or have to suppress it somewhat in that really collectivist, mm. uh, conformist society. Do you think, as mm. we wrap up here, we should summarize? Because we, 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 we've discussed a lot, we've made a lot of good points, but if we could summarize why we think Asian people of Asian ethnic descent aren't into classic menswear. Why doesn't appeal as much to them? Um, I think that would be good as we close out. Well, I've, I think you, you hit it on the head with the, uh, with the, with the mainlanders, right? It's just, you know, menswear as art is still relatively right. new, right? You know, and you're starting to see some changes, right? You're seeing Brio make his own made to measure line, right? The, the Pacino, you know, you're seeing, you know, um, yeah, Signet, all these people who are still, thankfully, still around, you know, it's still, it's still burgeoning. I just hope, again, the real challenge is to bring it back here where, it, where again, it, it's the funny thing. It's like Ambitora, right? Where, like, Japan does American style better than America does, you know? It's, it's about, like, kind of bringing it back in a sense, right? And that's why, you know, you got guys like, um, 
you know, Kenji, right? Still Asian, kind of, you know, uh, you know, showing, throwing this, throwing stuff with Bryce Lens, even though he's in Hong Kong, you know, when he has trunk shows here, hopefully the hope is like, you know, people around here will get into it. And then you've also got like, you know, people like, um, um, the guy who makes Brogue, right? Brogue, uh, up in, up, up in NorCal who, uh, or the Bay area who, who owns a shop. And has classic menswear, you know, there. It's still a bit more rugged. It's not super trad. And by that, again, I mean, like, ties and button-down collar shirts. You know, they still look more denims and rayon shirts and Alden, the crazy Alden stuff. But but it, it's still, you know, it's fun to see these guys, come, you know, go there and, and come back with it. And, you know, it's just a challenge to get and get people into it here. I, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if it's, you know, representation. The best we can do, I think, is to just kind of represent it the best we can and keep documenting mm. documenting it so people can find these stories later. Uh, well, I think, Jason, you know, what do you think? Obviously, as menswear sort of gets more, um, like, fashion-oriented, you know, because obviously classic menswear isn't fashion. Yeah. It's just its own. Right. At least for not a long and time. And so as it becomes more of a fashion piece with it, you know, brands like Rowing Blazers and uh, even, you know, Drake's as well, You'll see, I think we'll see a lot more uh, Asians yeah. hop onto it and then we'll be, you know, just like with everything, you once you get into it, you're really into it. And then afterward, you kind of step back and that's when, you know, the sort of, that's when they'll get into, you know, like the Navy suit with the pattern, you know, with a geometric tie and striped shirt. Whereas at first they might be, you know, doing a few more, you know, a few, maybe a few more like the, the Royal Blazers eccentric colored cord suits. But then they'll take it back eventually. They'll get all that out of their system, take it back, and then... But they'll still be into it because they spent time in it. That... Yeah. Well, that that's kind of the funny thing, right? Where I think about, you know, I don't... I don't you know, I don't consider myself an influencer. I haven't... By which I mean, I don't really remember <laughs> meeting a lot of Filipino... Men, yeah, Filipino menswear guys who are like, I got into it because of you. Because I, in my head, right, it sucks that I really do love really traditional style of clothing, and I can't be that guy because it's just not cool enough. But... The thing is, it's, it's like I've I've started to kind of get more into the fashion side of it more. Not that I've not, not that I've never liked it, but like kind of embracing that side or experimenting with like my merch shirts and everything mm-hmm. to be more palatable. Not that palatable is like the inherent goal, but maybe yeah, you know, embracing the cool side is a good thing for just my, you know my self expression, but also can show other people that there is versatility to it. So I'm not you know put into the boxes you know that 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 suiting guy, and like you said, you know it's. You know, yeah, W.M. Brown might not be the best place or, or, you know, whatever, like some Savile Row thing might not be the best place um, for men's representation for Asians. But, you know, party at Rowing Blazers, party at NOAA, ALD stuff might be. And as these places introduce more and more men's adjacent things, it will hopefully, you know, if, as things that, you know, it's a trickle down theory. Hopefully it'll work, right? Because we just saw right, Adam buy his trickle never down works work. every time. Yeah, right. you can't name one time trickle down is not. But like, worked. I mean, it's never not but worked. like, <laughs> right? But and, I mean, it's like you know, you got we had like uh, we had Adam, you know, like two, like you know, a year and a half ago buying like beanies and short coats. And now he just bought his first hop sack suit and wearing yeah. it with a denim shirt and tie. It's like okay, like so it's it's there, you know. So maybe you know, as and, time you know, goes I think on, too, we'll, you'll see we'll the changes as well in the you know yeah. in the upper. Um, echelon of menswear and the Savile Row tailors will eventually start realizing that you know this Asian market that's showing up for showing up for Royal Blade showing up for Noah showing up for Drake's uh, it's going to be something they're going to want to show up for them as well I mean even you know even like Savile Row tailors have started making things in you know in China uh, to be able to lower the price point to get 
you know, a much younger clientele in. On eventually, that's going to lead yeah. to an, you know, an Asian clientele as well. Yeah, diversity. Yeah, no, absolutely. All just final point. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think you're both hitting on the idea then that the, that the fact that what's keeping Asian hyphenates away from causing menswear isn't really sp- a specific ethnic problem, but it seems to be more international. It's just the idea that causing menswear across all sorts of ethnicities isn't. <laughs> Isn't terribly cool at this at this at at, right. yeah, at this uh, stage the in big, history. The big issue, <laughs> yeah, because because so because it feels the... like it once if it if we ever get to the point where closing menswear is more cool, cool, we'll see. I don't see any reason why Asian hyphenates would be more excluded than incoming new European hyphenates, because mm. while they're, I suppose there may be some like the, what we're talking about the lack of cultural hit of. Um, of roots, of cu- of cultural roots, and wearing classic menswear in uh, people of Asian descent. I don't think that's much of an impediment. The main thing is that just classic menswear isn't that cool now. We gotta it, get it cool for Asians. It maybe well, the, maybe the issue, the paradox is that it will be cool once Asians are into it. I well, no, I was gonna say like the 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 menswear convergence where everything gets more casual and samey. That's what's that's what's gonna open it up finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's we're just we're just making it uh, just making menswear more palatable to everyone, everyone. except for right. like white people in New York or whatever. in making menswear okay, more. That's pl- a good thing. So as much so as, anytime people. we complain about it, anytime we complain about the menswear convergence, yeah. you can call us make out menswear Asians. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening to this. Hopefully this was interesting for you guys as we take our break for December. Um, you know, uh, we'll be back in January with a new season Woo! of Style Direction, I guess. A or new season. Whatever. Because, like, I keep saying we're going to be doing this for three months, and we take one month off because we're all, you know, we need that break. But, hey, if you want more of us, join Patreon.com slash Style Direction. Uh, yeah. Join up $5 a, a month. It's, it's a half Asian <laughs> podcast. Support us. Nine. Yeah, actually, it's two thirds. By not Asian supporting it, that, that's Asian, Asian hate, Asian. and that's not very stop Asian hate of you. That's yeah. Yeah, 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 API dudes, come on, dude. Hell yeah. Um, support support a POC owned business. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's correct. Well, also big big thank you to our Sadcast fanatics. MJ, you want to tell us who they are? Our sad cast fanatics are Austin Lott, Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Audrey Jessica, Jeremy Ostriker, and Jarek Colian. Yeah, sounds diverse, diverse to me, baby. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, hey, I know we didn't get to try them out, but like you know, uh, Burlington and Indonesia. I mean, I know it's a it's a it's a homeland or native Asian kind of a thing, yeah. but that's still a cool representation to see them doing doing menswear. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks uh, thanks to them for you know being our top tier patrons. Again, do join us in the Discord, which is still kind of diverse. I think still some white <laughs> people there, but we love them anyway. Still they're, they're the good way. Well, we actually trying to purge them. Is that, is that the implication? <laughs> um. Uh, if you guys want to follow our guest, you can follow me at, at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. I'm at Oldest.Short. Uh, I'm at Jason Sanding on TV. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, and you let these guys talk over you, bro. No, because yeah. the layout's different. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, yeah. So you're pointing yeah, yeah. to nobody, I'm but you can, no one. Yeah, 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 you can follow me at, uh, at oh, yeah, MJ. <laughs> all Thank platforms. Thank you. you know, yeah. Follow, follow all of us. We're, you know, we're at least four out of five of us right now. Asian right now. So we deserve your... We deserve Get us while we're hot. Listen. Um, 
That's right. You know, we got to, you know, hey, when, when's hashtag Asian going to be trending again, really? baby? We're going to be leading that charge. We're going to start tagging yeah. everything hashtag That's right. Asian. Uh, Make it come back. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that bonus episode in December. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.